back, everyone, to a new episode. We are Honest Iceland. Your Icelandic friends. From Iceland. And from Germany. We turned it around. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Mixing it up. So after telling you everything about Icelandic Christmas traditions last week, we are finally going into the Jóla Sveinir. Did I say that right? Um, já, Jóla Sveinar. Sveinar. Yeah. So the Yule lads. I somehow thought it's pronounced Jule lads, and I did it for the past, I don't know, three years. But I, I will correct it. It's actually Yule lads. But I don't That's actually know where this comes from. Yule lads. This is not Icelandic because we just have Jóla Sveinar. Which translates... Yule is English, as far as I know. It's the translation of the, you know, s- s- Christmas Santa Clauses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Be- because in Icelandic, it's just Jóla Sveinar. And if you t- translate Jóla Svein, it's just Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it became like, you know, Jule Like some sort of like gang of dudes, you know? <laughs> gang of dudes. The Lets. <laughs> So one more thing that I would like to add to last week's episode, shout out to my friend Stephanie from Colorado. She actually told me that there is a word for uh, the book exchange on Christmas that we talked about, and it's called Yola Boca Floth, right? Uh, yes, Christmas book flood. like flood. Yeah. Overflow. So we did not mention that there is a word for it, and Ali doesn't really... I'm not really a bookworm. Ali is not really a bookworm. So that's why we did not mention this name, because we just didn't know. So I just wanted to tell you, Ali, I was actually right. People enjoy their books on Christmas Eve with a cup of hot chocolate, even though you thought it's a bad idea. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think per se that you were wrong. I just thought it wasn't the greatest idea ever to okay. to load the kids with chocolate right before bedtime, you know? As I found, there is a website even that's called yolabogafloth.org, which is all about the Christmas book flood. Uh, on this website, they talk about the history of this tradition. So according to them, the tradition began during World War II. Iceland became independent in 1944, which started uh, the same year that the Jólabókafloð tradition started. Paper was one of the few commodities not rationed during the war, so Icelanders shared the love of books even more as other types of gifts were short supply. So this is how the tradition started, and therefore... Icelanders still give books for Christmas, a lot of books. And of course, this is the one tradition that I would recommend everyone to implement in your own Christmas because it's just a very nice gift, a book, and just to read on the same evening and everybody is reading books. If you're into reading, that's definitely uh, something, something to consider. And even more to consider buying one of the Icelandic books. In Icelandic or? No, in English. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So this is what I wanted to add to the last episode. And now let's go right into the Yule Lads. So the short version of what the Yule Lads are is that they are sons of Grilla, the troll wife, and her husband... Lahpaludi. Yeah, but this means like lahpa, lahpa, or lahpir can sometimes be like old clothing, and ludi is loser, so it's like old clothing loser. <laughs> it's like direct translation. I don't know if that's the actual, uh, if that's meant to be the actual name of the troll, but there is nothing more fun in the world than translating Icelandic words directly into English. Trust me. That is true. That is pretty fun. This is this is definitely one of the fun parts of learning Icelandic, uh, translating it directly into another language. And a lot of words are set together from different words, like Eyjafjallajökull, island, mountain, glacier. Exactly. So, but this is the same with other languages. It's just it's just a fun a fun fact. So this was the short version. Here comes the little bit longer version. So the Icelandic Yule lads only have little similarity to our world famous Santa Claus, who is descended from Saint Nicholas, patron saint of children and sailors. Didn't know that. In contrast, the Icelandic Yule Lads are descendant from trolls and their original role was to strike fear in the hearts of children. As it happens, they are sons of two of the most hideous ogres ever known in Iceland. Grilla and Lepaludi. No doubt most children would have wanted to avoid the Icelandic Yulats in the old days since they were used by parents to frighten their children into behaving, just as Kridla and Lepaludi are today. Evidently, this was some concern to Icelandic authorities since 1746 a public decree was issued to prohibit parents from frightening their children with monsters and with with monsters like the Yulats, which is actually really funny. Yeah, I think only in Iceland it's like, you know, we need to have like laws to get these like crazy folklore stories under control. You know. <laughs> Trolls have 13 sons. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and then over over the years in the 20th century they became more and more like you know, Santa Clausy. They yeah. they added to their to their look the red garments and similar to Santa Claus and the Danish Christmas gnomes. Yeah, definitely. So of course something from Denmark still sticks as as you as you know there because a... Denmark had was. Yeah, they you know they had the power over Iceland. They were like controlling Iceland. Yeah, so like we're gonna dig a little deeper into the history of the Yulats, and I know what a lot of people might be thinking is like you know, especially maybe Americans that have like one Santa Claus that's on a sled and bringing on the all the presents to all the kids in the world, and you must think like, okay, great, Iceland has thirteen Santa Clauses, must be amazing. Well, 
think again. <laughs> because we're going to go into the history of the ULATs. And they weren't really that good. They were actually bad to begin with. It's actually really difficult to realize how many... Like today we have 13, but there are sources with up to 70 names. So there is a lot of speculation about how many they are actually supposed to be according to Icelandic folklore. There has been some discrepancy over the years as to how many Julets are actually uh, actually there. So in the beginning, the Julets were pretty bad and mainly used to scare children. But over the years to adapt to the 20th century and until today... They were kinder, more and more kinder to children, which led to them even leaving gifts in their shoes, which we told you about in the last episode. In the basics, the Yulads are coming from the mountains into town. And they start on the 12th of December. And they keep on coming until the 24th. The last one comes at the 24th. The first Santa Claus that comes is called Stekjastöir. And he used to go into, like, sheep houses and terrorize the sheep during the night. So I'm actually looking at the English name for Stekjastöir. And it's called Sheep Caught Cloth. I didn't know this. Because we always thought that at least for me as a child, you if you if you buy a milk carton in Iceland from the milk company, they usually have in December the Yule lads on the milk carton. And this guy here, Stekister, the first one, he has uh, wooden legs. And that's what we always associate about him today, that he has like bad legs and he cannot move that much. Oh, is it like, uh, has it been since a long time that the Yule Lads were printed on your milk cartons? Um, I think so. I think it's been ever since I was like 10 years old or something. So 10, 12 years now. And you can buy like the milk and on the back it says like, you know, Grilla or something. And then it says some information about Grilla. Now, speaking of milk, we have the second Santa Claus called Gilia Gaur. And this guy usually went into the, you know, he usually went into the fjós in Icelandic, um, where the, this is where the sheeps, no, this is where the cows are kept. He, Gilia Gaur, used to steal the milk from the cows. So he used to drink the cow's milk. With the gullikok, is there is there like a pop culture reference that he's doing something different? I mean, of course, Iceland has been mainly farm life only about 80 years ago. But is there is there a reference of today's life with him um, I, that, that you know of? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think he always used to be the... The milk stealer. Maybe now he steals almonds. <laughs> from the almond cow. <laughs> from the almond, yeah, from the, 
from the plant-based. Maybe maybe he does that now. He steals like almonds and and oats and soy. But do you also get any so the gifts in your shoes? Do they have any reference to the to the specific Yule lad? Uh, no, not really, because I don't know what like how they would even do that. Yeah, you know because. But I mean, the, there is a candle stealer, so you could exactly. get, get so, a candle. But I mean, exactly. Okay. That's the that's basically the only exception because when we go into it, you'll probably realize that these are not ordinary. People, you know. I know they're trolls. No, are no, they trolls? No, they're sons of trolls. They're Santa Clauses. They're Yulets. <laughs> you, you can see, even though I, I'm doing this episode with Ali, I still don't have a full understanding of of these creatures, which is kind of fun as well. Just learning. <laughs> so the next one is Stubby. Stuver. Stuppi. Stuppi. Stuver. Yeah, in English it's called Stuppi. Shorty. Stuppi. The Yule lad, the Shorty, arrives on the 14th of December. He is little, very small, vertically challenged. <laughs> he is also known as Pan Scraper because in the old days he used to try snatching bits of food from the frying pan. And in Icelandic, anything you want to add? Uh, no, not really. The, the most identifying fact about this one was that he is considerably shorter than the other ones. And it's a little bit weird to think about that you have a dwarf coming from trolls, you know? Mm. Um, but that's the most identifying factor about him, I think. It's the, it's the size. And then, of course, that he used to steal food remains. Yeah. Before we go on with the next Yulat, we have a little surprise for you. Hey, guys, we're going to have a giveaway for you. Uh, only thing you need to do to enter the giveaway is to put a review on our podcast. We will randomly select five people that will get a personalized postcard from us around Christmas. Can I promise it will be before Christmas, but it will still be very Christmassy. All you have to do is go on Apple Podcasts, review our podcast, send us a link with your review, and you're automatically in the giveaway. You're gonna send you these postcards wherever you are in the world. Except if you're naughty, maybe it will switch out to a potato. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Merry Christmas, everyone, and on with the episode. Okay, I want to do the next one because he's called the Spoon Licker. Spoon Licker comes down from the mountains on 15th of December. In the past, he would sneak into the house and lick the wooden spoons and scrape the pots. These days, he looks for wooden spoons in the National Museum when he visits. Well, this is from the National Museum, that's why they say that. Yeah, and these wooden spoons are the spoons you use to stir the pot with. And sometimes, as it says in the stories, he got so greedy that he, he licked the spoon while it was smoking hot and burned his tongue. So I, I don't know how good taste buds this guy has anymore. 
but he, maybe that's why he likes licking wooden spoons, because have you ever licked wooden spoons? Well, I pretty much agree with this you let the pot scraper and why he loves the wooden spoons, because it just tastes better to eat food from a wooden spoon, because you have this nice woody aftertaste, not like when you're eating from a plastic spoon or from a metal spoon. So now we have the pot scraper. But in Icelandic, he's called pottasleikir. So that's pot liquor, not scraper. Big difference from scraping and licking. Okay, hold, hold on just a second. I get a little bit confused right now because there are a lot of you lads that have similar hobbies. It's the bowl liquor, the pot scraper, the spoon liquor. Yeah, that's all of them. They, they do similar things, right? Yeah, there was only... in Back in the day, in Iceland, there were only two things you could do. Terrorize sheep and eat food. <laughs> this is the only thing you can do. So obviously they have all the same hobbies. <laughs> there is nothing else. This is the best thing I heard in a long time. In the old days, there are two things you could do. <laughs> Scare... No, terrorize the sheep... Or eat food. Okay, very good. <laughs> a lot of old Icelandic Vikings would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the only guy. So okay, we will get we will get on with it a little bit. The the first you lads are pretty similar. They all steal food or like terrorize the farm animals. Yeah. The later the you lads that come a little bit later in December are a little bit more crazy. Yeah, that's gonna get pretty wild. <laughs> but yeah, so we have the last one. We're gonna finish it. It's pot liquor, the liquor of pots. Or pot scraper, or yeah. Pot scraper, whatever you prefer. And this guy always used to find the pots that were already finished with cooking. So this is like your. I think this is like your old-timey dishwasher, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, he used to take the pots and just lick them clean. Yeah. This is super nice. This that's is super convenient what I, to have. That's what I did when I was a kid. But you, mi- you might remember if you're like a long, long-time listener of our podcast, this reminds me of one of the Halloween stories we told about um, the girl and the raven. So the girl was trying to help the people that were starving during the winter and the farmer didn't allow her to give any any food to the poor, but she was scraping the pot always and give this to the animals outside, to the raven, for example. So in the old days, it was really essential that you scraped the rest of the rest of the rest, which usually the kitchen staff was doing and, you know, eating these like scrapings. Yeah, and I mean, like, at the end of the day, when food is hard to come by, then mm-hmm. everything counts, you know? Yeah. It's like every little helps. That's just how it is. That's how it's going to be. We're just going to go on with the next you lad on the 17th, because this is when he arrives, and this is when our next episode will be released. So you can look forward to that. And we, on purpose, had a little shorter episode for today because we know that you must be in crazy stress of Christmas preparations and you probably don't have so much time. 
yeah, for the podcast. But don't forget, what did you want to say? I just said, like, when you think about it, we could have made their time easier by distracting them with the <laughs> podcast, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's But we not... decided to, do, <laughs> to not do that because we're nice. We're so nice. But don't forget, if you would like to have a personalized Christmas card from Iceland to your home, all you need to do is to write us a review and we gonna send you a card for your nice and beautiful words. So you do us a big favor and we're gonna give you back the love, of course. And you can do that until the next episode is out. So from now on, seven days. And then we're going to choose our winners and we're going to notify you. Then you just have to send us your address. And a wonderful Christmas card is on the way to you. Devin. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We had a little bit of issues with laughing on the floor in the middle of the episode. But we cut this out for you. So we're going to see you next week with the next Yulat and of course then the final Yulat. <laughs>